Hello. Hi. And welcome to... What are we? Oh, wait. Squall and... Lucy. Lucy, you got right. Yay. Yay. Lucy means light. Oh. Like I was loose. learning. I was learning about La Luce, yeah. I was learning about the, um, St. Lucie, um, origins and the traditions that the Scandinavians have for her. And just, like, how we have this vision of St. Lucie having blonde hair and blue eyes, I think, because of Scandinavian traditions, but she's actually Italian, or Sicilian, Sicilian, that would be Italian, though, right? It's a Persian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, that was interesting, learning about that. But, their reasoning for the Scandinavian versions out there is that they had, like, there were apparitions of St. Lucy in Scandinavia. So, that's why they have St. Lucy as, like, a patron. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. So... I don't know. Sometimes it's like a little bit of our traditions are a little bit folklore And I mean, there's a lot of them that we've kind of taken from the pagans and like Christianized. Like trees and greenery and mistletoe and all those things. The pagans have a monopoly on trees? Yeah. Oh. Like Christmas trees and such. Nobody else is allowed to have trees. Yeah, no one else is allowed to have trees. So, we just, I mean, there's a lot of traditions that we basically have Christianized, so, like, you can't really get all up in arms about everything, I think. I think it's just supposed to lead you to God, and if it leads you to God, it's good. I mean, you should accurately probably represent people, but, like, at the same time, I think it's okay to have fun a little bit, as long as it's not at the expense of someone else. So, yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Because there's more than one holiday. That's what Keith says, yes. He says you can't... Well, I mean, you can say Merry Christmas. Especially on Christmas Eve, you should say Merry Christmas. And, you know, on Epiphany, you can still say Merry Christmas. But you shouldn't get mad at people for saying Happy Holidays. Because there are a lot of holidays. That's yes. true. There's either, like, the Peace Day, right? There's the Merry Mother of God, which is, like, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's its own holiday. It's just one movie, right? If you're only celebrating church. one holiday at Christmas time, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Gotta gotta have at least two. Um, I think you should have twelve. Yeah. I mean you can have more, but I'm saying like if you're just doing one That's true, you're doing you need, wrong. You need to to take a look on the inside and figure out why you don't have enough holidays. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's like this silly infiltration of Protestantism in our culture. We have a lot of ridiculous Protestant things. So it even almost goes well beyond. Like, I, f- I feel like once people started minimizing holidays, they kept taking it. I mean, we've got some religious sects that don't celebrate any holidays at all, and then even like. You know, there'll be more like, you know, mainstream evangelicals that I think will specifically de-emphasize even the holidays that they do celebrate. Like, oh, this is just a regular church day. We're not going to acknowledge that it's a holiday. Yeah, like, oh, what was it like for? 
they don't even do Christmas Eve services some places anymore for like Protestant churches. They just have it like as a carol thing or something. I don't know. Huh. Like there's a lot of them that don't do anything for Christmas Eve because they're like, oh, it's a time you're supposed to be with family. And so family overdoes like, or like takes over the God. And you're supposed to have, I mean, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to have God first. Then you can have family. So, I don't know. Well, it's not like you're not you're going to church without your family. Not you know? usually. <laughs> you, could, you could do both at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes but. I kind of lament church activities that are hard to include your whole family in, especially when they have young kids, because it's like... I can't do it here. Where can I do it? Yeah, they should be probably more inclusive towards families. It does seem a little strange that you should... I mean, I guess there's that... Actually, I I was just talking with someone who was saying that their two-year-old was being disruptive for a Bible study because they were... Like, people were getting in her face about it. And I was like... What? "Um, You know what? Like, I mean, he's not even two. And I was like, my kid totally did that, the same thing. And, like, I I, I said to her, I was like, you know, it's a St. Faustina thing. I'm just like, because I always think of St. Faustina whenever she had that whole praying thing. She was just, like, super distracted. And the nuns were, like, you know, when her she was in the convent and, like, the other nuns would, like, do be doing some weird habit. And she would, like, everything bothered her. And then she realized it was her. Like, huh. it wasn't the other people who had to do this or that. And so, like, when you, like, don't allow children to be able to... I mean, so there's this whole... Yeah, sometimes you need a break to love your people. And sometimes they drive you crazy. And if you can get out without those people for a bit, that's okay. But, like, if you have to bring those people, or they're, they're okay to bring. Like, it's, it's not gonna... You still get grace by going with it. And maybe it's not what you want it to be a hundred percent but I think we die to ourselves a bit when we when we have other people to take care of other things to do a little bit I don't know and the same thing I mean there's the whole like you need to take care of yourself first a little bit somewhat yes maybe you have to put on your own oxygen mask and all that stuff but I do think it's good to include children in things especially revolving around the church yeah. I always think of that Tommy Ty article where he described how he brought his kid to the night of Columbus meeting. <laughs> they were really upset. Um, I mean, just, you know, kind of got the side eye, like, what are you doing? And then he didn't go back again. And I, I think that probably happens a lot where you have people with young families who are willing to do stuff. And it's just like, it's a, you know, even if it doesn't happen, like come to a head in the actual, like you went somewhere and you felt bad about it, you just feel like, I can't bring them there, so... I'm just not going to go. Every night where I, you know, I have to be away from my kids for this thing, like, I can only do that so much. Or maybe not at all. Yeah. Very true. I mean, we're at a point, you know, we got some gymnastics going on and some other things where it's like, once you start adding a few more things in, even if you technically have time to do those things... It's just you're going to be gone, like, you know, half the family's going to be gone, you know, every night at a certain time. And, and so we just choose not to do them, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Don't let crazy people rule your lives. You can opt out. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your thing you were wanting to go on? Oh, well, we, we said we were going to mention that we went to our financial advisor party again. Um, yeah, we which did Which is that. kind of a fun thing. Every once a year, they invite all the clients to um, the House of Blues downtown where you can rent out like a dining hall and they got live music and they got like a fun uh photo slideshow and they got all this fancy food you can use just a fun nice out tight enough time out that's no extra charge which is nice for us <laughs> and yeah, the only thing you have to pay for is your parking yep that's okay we can deal with Though that i realize that apparently there is some validation with the parking for like if you use the valet yeah well, i wonder what it might have been that line I know, that I street is not made to have a bunch of people show up at the same it's time not. for valet parking. No. I could go into a whole rant about how Cleveland messed up Euclid Avenue been, yeah. and didn't even capitalize on the reasons they messed it up. Uh, but that's a whole other subject. That'll be our public transportation podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go on public transportation on Friday, so I'll have oh, to Oh, cool. What are you doing that for? Um, we're going to go around on the um, free bus. Oh, the trolley. On the trolley bus, yeah. The bus is the trolley. Am I supposed to do that too? If you want to. What time are you doing it? I think 11. Okay. That's a little challenging. Were you yeah. doing it with another family or something? Maybe a couple other families. Oh, okay. Or maybe yeah. I could do it and then hang out downtown and work. Yeah, I mean, I I just really have to cancel it. I have to talk to people. I went through this with you <laughs> Oh, that's where that came it, from. Right? Cause it's at nine thirty, and I'm just like. So he kind of got a general sub checkup when he went to doctors for other issues, kind of, didn't he? Um. Is that what you were saying? You were no, saying he doesn't need to go. I just don't want to take him yet. I want to reschedule it. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like, the Friday before the Christmas, and I'm just like not in the mood to take a kid to the doctor's office yeah. the Friday before Christmas. That reminded me that I usually schedule my yearly exam around now, and I just forgot to, kind of because I already got my flu shot. Uh, I guess I can always do it early next year. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I should just take him in January. It'll be alright. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's no big deal. Oh. Um, I mean, you don't even... It's good to go to the doctor once a year. Once I actually would recommend that at a certain age. There's people who have been decades without going to the doctor. And, you know, that could let things get out of hand. So, uh, And you're legally entitled under 99% of health plans at this point to a free annual checkup. So, um, don't let Except them tell. those MediShare ones. They don't actually have. Well, yeah, those don't count. Those are weird. And I frankly kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of weirded out by the law that made, kept those in place and didn't let us do a lot of other things that would have been a lot more beneficial. <laughs> it's basically an industry, like a special interest thing that kept those in place. Oh. Um, I mean, in some sense, because of how healthcare went price wise, I guess it's good that they're there for some people, but they. They don't work for a lot of people. Yeah, they don't cover pre-existing conditions. So, like, sometimes people are like, I do this, this works really well. And I'm like, that's great. That doesn't work for us. <laughs> it doesn't work for a lot of people. Um, but that's a whole, that's our healthcare podcast, which we probably already had. Uh, so, financial, this is our financial advisor podcast. <clears throat> you have more things to say on So, oh, yeah. So, it was just, I mean, they kind of had a cool presentation because they were talking about how they weren't trying like like our our financial advisor had been paired off with uh, another person kind of like early in their careers 
um, at one like large company and then they went to a smaller company and then they went totally independent. And so we followed her all along the way and, and it's just the two of them. Um, and they were talking about how they didn't actually want to expand beyond that. Um, and so they were like, you know, we want to be a certain size and take care of a certain number of people and you know, also branch they're they're doing a thing where they they're branching out into financial awareness for women um if you search enlighten her um you can probably find it actually have, i've read some of their content before but not since they reorganized it under the website but it sounds like a pretty cool thing i understand why he's doing it now or at least why it's a big thing like it makes sense he's got good motivation yeah yeah it's a pretty like there's, I mean, there's a lack of financial awareness in general, but there can be issues with, with balance and distribution of power if somebody controls the purse strings, and that you know that can be an abusive situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, knowing what to ask, knowing what you maybe should know but don't know. Um, I mean, in a good situation where you guys are trying to both figure it out, it can help both partners you know, being able to figure it out together or help each other out in a situation where maybe you're not being shown enough information, you could ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, you know, it had me think, you know, it had me thankful that we'd been able to work with them because they have demonstrated that, um, you know, they really do care <laughs> about their clients' well-being. And, you know, had me thinking, I, I thought for a while, this is a, a pretty good idea for most people to at least check out a financial advisor. Uh, I think there's definitely a perception that you can just do it on your own. And I think now that I've gone through it all, like, and, and walked through them with certain things, I probably could do it on my own pretty well. Uh, cause I tend to soak that up, but, um, you know, it doesn't cost that much money for what they do. And when you see the long-term benefits, uh, you know, it's um, it's often a, a flat fee of, of several hundred dollars a year and they manage your, you know, all your finances beyond your day to day, you know, buying groceries or stuff like that. Yeah. They manage uh, your retirement accounts. I mean, we've we've. I don't think we'd nearly have as much saved for retirement as we do if they hadn't been just there, you know, pressing for that advocating this is the kind of thing you should do um i mean i even you know think back to when i just started my job and it was very obviously sitting right there they had a a 401k match where they would match your whatever you contribute up to a certain percent which is free money uh if you just fill out the form and i still put it off for at least a few months oh um so yeah we're a couple months behind where we should have been investing you know like i think i put it off from like june to august (laughs) the first year so it's not catastrophic but yeah i put it off um because you're like oh i'm 22 i'm starting the job uh yeah retirement that's really far away i don't need to think about that yet um and then from there into understanding what accounts are that's because you met me yeah i met a girl and i was like oh i should think about the future a little bit i guess no i was just thinking that's why you put it off that's when you met me. Oh, I, I see what you're saying, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, just getting a job is a lot thrown at you, actually. Um, I probably would have put it off even longer if I... Because my dad had worked at the same place, and he's like, do the 401k. 
it's pretty obvious. Um, but then, like, later on, you know, things changed. Like, you know, we ended up in a situation where we didn't have any, um, any employer-provided retirement account. So how do you get all that money out that you put with your employer? What do you start to put your money into next? Because we have to save amount, a certain amount every month in order to eventually retire and have money when you retire. And, um, having that discipline be like somebody asking you every year, okay, so this is a probably a good amount to save for your retirement. And then I can go and figure out how we do that and pay for groceries and houses and stuff like that. And then you actually do it. And they're like, Hey, we'll set up the accounts for you and we'll set up the withdrawal and, uh, we'll tell you how it's doing and explain how it projects out. They tell, they show us, you know, like, hey, when you, if you were to retire at 62 or 65 or whatever, this is what it would look like based on what you're doing right now. And it's kind of magical if you start that early. Like, in, I, I'm sounding like one of those financial infomercials that's like the paid programming on AM radio. Um, There's a lot of people who can't do it very early on, though. Like oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, not everybody can do it at a certain amount, but everybody can have somebody look at their situation and suggest, the best way out of it or the best way to, to keep going with it or to achieve your long-term goals because everybody has a situation they're in and goals they might want to achieve in the future and you know ours hasn't been you know i, I could have taken a different path and we could have had like a ton of money saved and had a house that was three times bigger um and we didn't do that for various reasons and we still needed even though we had less money to spread around we still i think it was helpful to have people recommending us the right things to do inside of that, inside of those constraints. I was wondering, they were having that one conversation or the one bit that he was like, okay, so the people that they take on now, they have to look at how like financially, whatever beneficial they are towards them. I don't understand what that was about though. Like they're like saying like they're not going to get rid of any of their normal their clients that they have now. But oh, like, just they take on? because they don't have that much more room for new people in order to stay afloat, they have to have a certain number of clients that they're able to charge more because they offer them more services. Oh, okay. that kind of thing. Like someone who's got a really big portfolio needs more work on the investment side than someone with a smaller portfolio. Yeah, although we're getting, you know, pretty modest because they kind of drilled it into us like, hey, save every month and, and you know, we're going to put these things in Roth IRAs. That's a, a buzzword that if you're, like, not sure where to start with retirement savings, the Roth IRA is a really good idea because it's not, the interest isn't taxed at all. So it's actually one of the most tax advantageous retirement plans and anybody can do one. And you can put up to, what, $6,000 a year in it right now, I think. And that can add up. Um, so when you put in on $6,000 a year, like, how much is that in gain interest? So I think the general rule is that an investment will proxy, like, say, like, mostly in stocks and stuff like that. And with a, you know, basically but the what the markets are doing long term, like, an investment will double every 10 years. So if you're able to save, um, you know, say 50000 or well, let's pick the following numbers. If you say, well, say your savings now was $50,000, maybe you've been saving for several years and it's just $50,000 today. 
um, in 10 years, that would hopefully be um, $100,000. So that's like kind of like a compounding like eight-ish, eight to nine-ish percent interest rate, which I think is pretty in line with stock performance. And that's one thing they can help you with too, is like people will, people who aren't used to investing will be like, oh my goodness, putting my money in stocks. I don't know what to do here. This sounds scary. I want to, you know, have something much more conservative like that. And, um, when I read like at one point they were talking about like, oh yeah, like they were talking about their own investments. They're like, yeah, we do 95% stock because we're not retiring for a while. And I was like, oh wait, at the time we were like 30 and I was like, we're not retiring for a while. And if your investments are diversified, like they're all in different pots, like, you know, different types of businesses, international things versus national, all those things, it generally averages out over time. And they can show you statistics that are like, this is the long-term performance through all the recessions and booms and, and all those things. This is how things generally performed over time. So if you are not going to retire for 30 years, you probably should put your most of your money here because eventually, even if it goes down for a while, it doesn't matter that it goes down because you're not going to use it for so long. So what about to the people who don't have any money? Any money at all? Yeah. Zero dollars? Zero dollars. Um, they can't, like, save for retirement at all. Right. So, I mean, there's certain points where you're probably going to want to figure out is there a way you can raise your income? Okay. Is that more job training? Is that, um, are you just, you happen to be in a, a bad job? Are you in a market that's too expensive? You know, there's some people who... They need to move away from where they're at. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you were to sit down, say you were someone in San Francisco and, like, say, um, you know, a service, you know, service job, or, you know, say they're working in fast food or something... And you had the opportunity to, to sit down with a financial type plan. And there's a lot that will do like, like I remember churches offering, um, you know, financial counseling for folks. Mm-hmm. Pro bono. There's probably programs like that. You, know, you might be able to construct a, you know, hey, I want to go to school and I want to go to school over here and I want to learn this thing. And this thing pays this in this market. And, um, you know, even though that sounds impossible from where I had. Maybe I do need to make a plan to move away and pursue this other path. Hmm. Um, and, and I think I think someone could criticize me saying that and say, like, well, that's impossible for this person because of X, Y, and Z. And I don't want to, like, be the person like, oh, you just have to, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, no, I'm, I'm, what I want to say is you need to, you know, there's a lot of things we say are impossible, and maybe they're really hard, but maybe we sit down and think about them and try to plan them step by step. Maybe we can figure out a way to do it. And I think that's a lot of what, you know, a lot of life is, is you know, and I do this all the time in different things that I'm not comfortable with, is throwing up my hands and saying, that seems too complicated. I can't do that right now. I don't want to think about that. Yes, you do that often. Um, and that's not, that's, that's not ignoring any structural disadvantages you know, I know there is, in certain jobs and markets, there's racial profiling. I know there's animus against women in certain industries. Um, there's, you know, problems when you return to the workforce, if you say you've been out of it for a while. There is ableism. There's discrimination against folks with 
um, you know, disabilities. Um, there's all that. Um, but there's also opportunities to, you know, try to get advice and see how, how best to make lemons out of lemonade. Or lemonade out of lemons. Lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool if you could make lemons out of lemonade. Go backwards. That would be... You know, it might be like, video. That might be a way, because if you could sell that, that would be pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything to say. Oh, that's okay. I had gum surgery, so I'm our gum grafting gun. My mouth still kind of hurts. It actually doesn't feel as bad, but it does feel like, because sometimes when the stitches are in there, it feels like hurts and can't sit like they're pulling themselves out because they start doing that once they are healed they don't want to be in there my skin doesn't want to be in there anymore and so yeah it's just fun so I'm in that stage right now mm-hmm. and I'll probably still have them until like the third of January or something like that it'll be fun oh we still gotta take stuff out huh hmm? did you have to take stuff out or you just have to check up on it yeah, I could check up on it and okay. then probably take stuff out on the third of January. Oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah, gum grafting's fun. No, it's not. Not at all. Take a little. <laughs> all right, guys. So I apparently moved the phone and it decided to say that I was done. So she made the last part into a segment so we could record the last part where we say goodbye. And she called it episode four for some reason, even though I'm pretty sure we've had way more than four episodes. Well, it's season two. Oh, we have seasons? We have seasons. I didn't know we had seasons. Yeah, we have seasons. Oh. This is season two. It took us such a long time in between last episode and then these recordings that I just said it's got to be a season. (laughs) So, anyway... How many podcasts have seasons? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy Advent for a few more days. And hopefully you all have a good time rejoicing and eating all the good things and playing with all the new toys and just hanging out with people that maybe bring you joy. So, there you go. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.